Welcome to the Grow Old With Me podcast, where we connect our family to yours through openness and vulnerability, while keeping God's truth at the center of our discussions. Welcome to the Grow Old With Me podcast. This is Crystal here with my husband, Peter, and we're back again for another episode. Today, we'll be talking about making the most of our time. And I think this is a topic that's um, pretty needed for a lot of families. I think it's very easy to get overscheduled. But um, we just talked about back-to-school anxiety, and we thought we'd update you a little bit on how our back-to-school trip went. Yeah, we're talking about making the most of your time. I feel like this last week has, has been pretty loaded for us, which I think is kind of a prompt on this. But yeah, we, we started up our school year, and that included four of our five family members, including uh, our preschooler and kindergartner. Um, and boy, that, that first week, it, it went by in a hurry, but it felt like every moment was was filled up with something uh, both both special and difficult along the way. But overall, we, we had a very good first week. I think our kids uh, enjoyed it a lot, getting to go back and make some new friends and connect with some old friends, uh, meet their new teachers, and get used to their new schedules. And one thing I really noticed was I, it seemed like at the end of the summer they were at each other constantly, just like arguing. And I, when they went back to school this weekend, uh, they played so well together. And I think it's just because they had that separation where they were able to to miss each other a little bit. So it was kind of nice to see yeah. them getting along again. Yeah, and maybe on the other end, I think um, Crystal and I as a, as a married couple saw it go the other way. Because I think we are used to having a lot more time with each other over the course of the summer than we have over this last little mm-hmm. span. Where uh, in the evenings, maybe we didn't... We didn't really get as much time as we had over the summer, and I think we've kind of had to find that adjustment to make some deliberate effort into into feeding our relationship a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's always an adjustment going back. But. So I think that's kind yeah. of where we're at is on, on this one. Uh, we were going to do uh, a podcast. We, we kind of had them scheduled for tentatively the beginning of the weeks, and, and we didn't have one last week really because uh, that first week of school, really it put a lot of... Uh, uh, stress and, and, and work into it that maybe we didn't feel like last week maybe we had the time for this podcast. Yeah. So now we're kind of putting our podcast about that. I think the world in general puts a lot of stress and work on us and pressure to constantly be busy. Um, we're so worried that we're going to fall behind that we just, it seems like we are just on this constant hamster wheel of movement that's not really taking us anywhere a lot of the time. And I think there's, there's, um, a, I don't know if it's a voice or an unwritten rule or whatever, but if we're at work and we're not like over scheduling ourselves at work, it almost is like we're not doing our jobs effectively. Right. Yeah. And I think that goes beyond just work, but I think, I think you're right on that, that like we, we have to be on like over committed and like filling our moments as much as we can, or, or kind of look down upon for being like lazy um but it's not just work i think i think we get that as parents too that unless when we get home we don't have that schedule minute by minute planned out with activity and events then we're like ripping off our children and being bad parents um 
When in all reality, it's good for them, I think, to be bored sometimes, oh, to it, figure things out. Right, and the truth is we don't give them a ton of opportunity to do that because I think in some ways we, we kind of buy into that and we're we're afraid, I, I think I am sometimes, of, of giving them that, that free time worrying on how are they going to fill it? Is it going to be um, fighting or, or what are they going to do with that time? So I think um, I, I tend, tend to use busyness just as a, as a tool maybe to uh, to to not let them fall into their own devices. But I think there's dangers with saying that being busy is so awesome and that that's what we need to do to be good people. Because essentially what we're doing is we're not taking care of ourselves as well when we're constantly go, go, going. We're not stopping to take care of ourselves. Like or To like rest and replenish. Um, you know, both of those things are, they're important for our health. Like it, Obviously, uh, being an anxious and, and uh, person who's who's always worried all the time, or even one who's not getting enough sleep, uh, just isn't good for us. And I think in our in our family, when we're busy, I think meals suffer. I think recently with school starting, we've had like we've thrown toast at the kids with like or cold oh, cereal two some. days in a row, yeah. or. Or, like, we'll end up going through a drive through constantly. Or, like, it just seems like um, there's not time to plan and even sit down and have a nice meal together. Or even when we do get those plans, like, the the plan A is, is just thrown out the window because that, that event went half an hour late. Or we got forced to sign up for cleanup duty at that thing that we were just going to be supervising. And all of a sudden, we're home half an hour, an hour later. And now there's not time to... To put that thing in the oven that we had prepared that day anyway. And it does affect our children when we're constantly running because I think it affects us and we're not as on the ball with discipline. And then I think the boundaries are tested more often because right. they they know. And I think not, they can sense. It's not as consistent. You know, that they really need that consistency. And when we're living in the minivan going place to place, they... They don't have that consistent schedule where they know what's going to be coming next and have a little bit of predictability. I think that's that's some security for those kids, uh, especially our oldest, for sure, knowing what's coming next and, and making sure that we are following the plan that, that we told her we were going to do in the first place. And I think in society, like we already talked about, it's almost like you get this gold medal for being uh, being busy all the time, but I think... I think we think we're doing everyone a favor by signing up for all this stuff, but then I think when we do sign up for too much, then it all suffers. Right. Like, we don't do any of it at 100%. It's like... Instead of getting A's in the things that we are signing up for, we're, like, just signing up for a ton of stuff and settling for C's and all of it. mm -hmm. I mean, it's like we're not doing anything super well just so that we can do those things. And I'm not sure it's that we're even doing it for everybody, because I think sometimes I'm signing up for these things just so, like, I can get the... uh the good job or wow that guy's really involved in everything or just kind of get that that reputation boost for having my name on something you know it's not even something that maybe i believe in or is is even that important to me it's just something that needs to be done and it may as well be me because i can and i think i go the opposite way i just don't like saying no to people if i'm a pro like it's almost like i want (laughs) to hide from people because i don't want to let anyone down or i I think I have it in my head that saying no is somehow mean or right. like hurtful to their feelings. And I think we need to remember that um, 
it's it's not necessarily just about how other people feel about us because it's very possible that even even if they do uh, get mad at us for saying no to them that we need to keep our priorities in, intact and and we've already talked about yeah keeping up with our own health like resting is actually good for us um, but uh, not only that but we we need to make sure that we're replenishing our relationships with God and our family making sure that um, we're meeting with God individually and making sure that we have a real relationship with him going so that we can follow his leading as he might take us into new events or opportunities so that we can say yes to the things he does want us to be able to do. Um, and then we also want to make sure that we're there and available for our family because I think sometimes that's my tendency is that I'm so worried about um, <laughs> impressing or pleasing the community or the people at work or whatever it is that um maybe my family gets the rip off that they're sitting at home waiting for me on things that maybe they wouldn't have had to be. Um, well, I think when we look at that, we, we can look at some examples God set for us uh, right in the Bible in the very, in the, right in the beginning in Genesis in the creation account. Um, he sets up six days of working hard and then uh, he gives us that example there on the seventh day, God himself uh, who can do anything, he made all things, he rested. That I think for no other reason than to set an example to us on it's important to set aside time to just replenish and rejuvenate. And, and I think Jesus kind of followed that model when he came. Um, it, in Mark 1, it, it, it documents that Jesus got up while it was still early for no other reason than to just pray and get on the same page with his Father. Um, so I think we need to make sure that we're, we're following that model uh, that God uh, sent for us, but both in the creation account and, and Jesus as the man here on earth. And I think I'm just thankful that we have God's word because it's nice to be able to see Jesus's life and the example he set for us. It's just, I just, I feel like it draws us closer and he's such a good example for how we are supposed to be. Um, I have been reading in John 15 and a verse really stood out or two verses actually really stood out to me on this topic. Um, 15 verse four Remain in me and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And I think, I think keeping that in mind when we're signing up for activities and things, is this what... God wants me to do? Is this pleasing to God or is this just going to burn me out? Because I think if God is not at the center of it, if we don't have Christ in mind, it's not going to bear fruit. It's not, it's not something that we need to be doing. Right. Even if potentially it is something that, that looks good. If it's not necessarily where God's leading us to be, then then it's not that's not the the branch that He made us to be. Then we're not going to be bearing the fruit. Exactly. Um, you know, I think one of those things that that I do in in um, signing up for these things is I is I get this mentality like, oh, I guess maybe I'm the only guy who's been trained in to do this, so they they need me. I'm the only one with that license or that background or that training, so they need me. Who, who else is going to do it if I don't do it? And um, I, I kind of look in there and, and, and see that um, Moses kind of went through the same deal is that he was the leader of, of an entire people. And I, I think um, he kind of kept putting himself in, in in situations where 
he was just getting burnt out. Uh, actually, his father-in-law kind of called him on it in Exodus 18, and he said, you'll certainly wear out both yourself and the people who are with you because the task you're trying is too heavy for you. Uh, he, he gave them this advice then in saying, you know what you really need to do to help clear your schedule and, and, and be more healthy, not just for you, but the people you intend to be helping, is to raise up people who can do the same job you're trying to do. Um, and I think that kind of gives gives some wisdom in there. And I got like a little story on there on, on what I was doing at the school. Like uh, there's some extracurricular stuff uh, where uh, just operating a scoreboard in the athletic events. I thought I was the only one able to do that. And, and in the last couple of years, I've noticed that it's not that hard to teach a new guy how to do that. You know, and once you, you teach new people how to do that, then uh, that enabled me to have a little bit more time at home uh, just to kind of clear that out. So I think being able to to train people to take your spot is, is kind of a valuable resource. Mm-hmm. So for the practical side of things, I think... Um... Just practicing saying no, I think, is an important part because it's almost like no is a curse word in our society. <laughs> like, how dare you right, like, say no? We're so worried people are going to be so offended and angry with us if we say no to them. But I think um, practicing and just thinking. And something that's worked for us a little bit has given a delayed response. been like, you know... I'm not going to say yes right away and I'm not going to say no right away, but let me do some thinking about it and praying about it. And if they can't wait for that, then I think it's going to have to be a no. Because if they want you to do it, I think you should be able to have that time to consider how it's going to affect you, how it's going to affect your family. Is the time going to be too much for you? And can you do a good job with what, what the task needs to be done? Um, and not getting so overwhelmed with it. And I also think for me, especially I think when people have asked me to do things, I'll, I'm, I think I'm pretty passive. I'm not very direct about just saying, no, I don't want to do that. I can't do that. Or um, I don't want it to negatively affect my family. So I think I've just given lame excuses before. And I just, that's yeah. not, that's not a good way to go. Not a good route because yeah. I think it you end up looking wishy washy and right. Yeah, I think I think a good thing I I've been able to do recently and it's it's more because I've screwed it up enough times that I eventually started figuring it out was uh, when I'm asked to do something on the spot. Uh, kind of my my now my surefire answer is well let me check and see if that works and then I'll go talk to Crystal and that's my opportunity to to see was how it's gonna. Go with the family, but I think the other thing to go with that too is, is to is to not just talk to uh, the family, you know, your your wife, uh, and consider the the family there, but also to make sure we're talking to God and seeing if if what that thing we're signing up for that's going to take time and energy actually matches uh, the the passions and the gifts that we have. And then I think you said that we don't have to say no to everything. It's not. Right. It's not like, oh, an opportunity is coming my way, so it's automatically bad. Right. But I think just taking the time to consider, you know, how is this going to affect me? And especially if you have children and you're married, it's going to affect the other people in your life. So considering how it's going to affect everybody. Right. We need to make sure we're, we're, we're taking a look at what our, our ministry given by God is. And I think we we put that in there on our, our one of our first podcasts that we consider um, our 
our work with our, ch- our children and in our own marriage to be the ministry that God gives us to invest within our own family as one of the, the primary ministries. But that's not to say that we're this like exclusive little cult in our own little house is that God does give us a whole world to reach. And there are opportunities uh, to get involved in the community and in the church and, and find a way to, to reach those passions and gifts and uh, reach people. And they're not all things we should say no to because very well that could be from God, which is why we need to talk to him and make sure that um, this is something that we we, we might want to say yes to. Um, and, and then making sure that the family's on board with it and and, and go. I, that's the beauty of the delayed response, I think, because then you have that time to consider. I think sometimes we just give a quick yes and then uh, regret immediately follows. I'm like, oh no. I, I... Right. And it's so hard to give up something that you've already said yes to because now someone's counting on you. Exactly. So I think just getting into the practice of saying, let me think about it. Let me consider it. Right. So... When you're feeling overloaded and heavily burdened by a busy schedule, go to Jesus and he will give you rest. Talk to him about your schedule and be prepared to clear some space to make room for the relationships and tasks that God has in store for you.